Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Peter Pittendry and today we have a very special guest and I had a great time chatting to him about his career and lifelong passion. Russell McLaughlin is a wildlife filmmaker for Nat Geo Wild, Disney Nature, the BBC and Netflix and you can follow him on Instagram at Russ underscore wildlife. I had a pleasure of reconnecting with an old school friend and hearing more about his adventures and passion for the wildlife that he captures. Please welcome my friend, Russell. Alrighty, um, so today we're chatting to Russell McLaughlin, or Russ underscore wildlife. Uh, if you want to follow him on Instagram, he's, he's, he's got a ton of awesome uh, content. Um, Russ, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself to, to, to the guys and, and, and girls listening, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there. Uh, how's it going? As, as Peter uh, mentioned, um, yeah, uh, if you see my stuff, it's all pretty much wildlife related. Um, um, currently, I'm actually on uh, Pinder Game Reserve. I was just looking at a Nyala walk past my room now, um, down in Zululand, and, uh, doing a new National Geographic series, uh, uh, Predators. So I've been down here uh, for a little while. Um, it's been pretty magical, uh, but it's it's coming to an end. I've got a, probably about, well, it's not coming to an end. It's coming to an end on this little stint. So I've got about 80 days left of field time here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I head I head through to the Sabi Sands uh, next week. Uh, we've, we've been busy with another project with Netflix. Um, oh, nice. So straight after this, I actually start off on uh, i've got a, a zoom call with netflix straight after this call <laughs> um but yeah as uh um, very big as, uh, as differences I, uh, in in, in zoom calls there us um <laughs> a uh, an old school friend <laughs> um, that you haven't seen in 15 years and then zoom uh i, I mean netflix so i'm i'm honored that um that uh, that you've you've um agreed to chat to me and and yeah i'm really stoked um i think uh, just just uh, briefly from my side russ i mean i haven't seen you in in I think 15 years. I've I, I've got a, a photograph that um, you tagged in yeah. 2007 on, on of us. It was actually the first photograph I have on Facebook, so it wasn't hard to find. Um, but it's us sitting in the back of your dad's Land Cruiser on the way to go <laughs> fishing. On um, whose whose houseboat was it? It was my dad's. Oh, it was your dad's yeah. houseboat. I, I can't and then believe- it was out in, yeah, and then it was out in. Uh, Alton lets it tell you on a friend friend of his farm. Right. Um, I, I hope he doesn't listen to this because yeah. I want to kind of... Long um, time. <laughs> a long time ago. But we nearly sank the thing four or five times trying to drive it. I don't know who was in charge. You were probably in charge. Um, but you had to keep a handful of teenagers busy with you know, far too much alcohol and far too much fishing bait and tackle and hunting some... I, th- I think we, we, we hooked into something massive. I can't remember. It must have been a, a barbel. And... Um, and I think Scott Atherton yeah, was fighting the thing. And we were all so excited. We all moved to the one side of the houseboat and nearly tipped the thing over. <laughs> uh, I don't know how we survived that, that day out on the, on the boat. It was pretty, uh, pretty manic. Um, but yeah, that was definitely one of my fondest memories growing up as a kid uh, was that, that particular trip with you guys. Yeah, and, uh, and Definitely a, almost a lifetime ago, yeah. it feels like. And we were so lucky and fortunate to have those kinds of experiences growing up. But, um, you know, I've, I've obviously, we've, we've not um, been in touch for a, a fairly long time. But, you know, the, the, the earliest kind of memory that I have of you after I, we, we met was, uh, I think, seeing you on, on Instagram with your head in a hippo um, and someone taking a photograph <laughs> of that. And then I kind of realized, okay, 
wildlife and photography, that's what you're doing. But I mean, take us through how you got into, um, into uh, your early career um, as a uh, wildlife um, filmmaker. Started as well. I always dreamt of of getting in, you know, down this this line of work. But then it uh, it definitely was a lot of um, pursuing and asking people, you know, like a lot of working for free and begging and pleading just to get opportunities, especially in the wildlife filming uh, side of things. Mm. Uh, and um, yeah, I had a few little uh, breaks here and there, but then I, what I started doing is I started writing up my own stories and 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 uh, pitching my own films uh, to various networks and stuff. And one of the very first ones I ever wrote got picked up, and uh, pretty much uh, history from there. Uh, yeah, I've worked with some of the biggest uh, you know, networks and and indus- um, you know names in the industry, yeah, but. If you if you see much of Disney, I've worked with Disney. I've been working with Warner Brothers, uh, National Geographic, uh, Netflix, uh, Apple. So it's all, all all the big ones out there at the moment currently. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of my own films. I've got my own film busy uh, being shot in the Kruger National Park uh, in the Eastern Boundary. Um, my brother's actually out in the field on that. Uh, filming that uh, for me. Um, I'm out here. Uh, I travel a lot. So I've, I've I've seen I've seen the world several times, over and over. Um, I'm kind of happy to be back home. I won't lie. Sure. Um, especially uh, here in South Africa. Um, after uh, I spent two years in India uh, making a film on a black panther, and it was the first time in history a black panther has ever been filmed in the wild. Wow. And uh, we spent we, we spent two years following one. Um, it, was, it was almost an impossible task, but we, we ended up making a film on it, um, a feature film for National Geographic. And then after that, I I, I just I, I had a big meeting with with Natya, and they said, "What do you want to do next?" And I said, "All I want to do is make a film closer to home." So yeah, I got a film in in the Kruger off, and and I'm being pretty happy. I'm I'm quite content with it. Um, but uh, I've only I've only um, taken on one other project that's going to be outside of South Africa uh, in this in this year, mm-hmm. which will be in uh, Zambia for Planet Earth Three, um, which is which is quite a big one. Um, but I, I didn't want to say no to that. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's uh, been definitely a roller coaster ride of uh, you know, being all over the place. Uh, you know, being uh, Gone from you know 48 degrees Celsius to minus 48 in in in, in 48 hours, <laughs> and I can tell you it's uh, when you start doing those kind of travels, uh, it, it's not pleasant on you. Yeah, I suppose your your body takes a beating. I mean, um, I've, oh, I've, yeah. been, I've been fortunate enough to travel, um, nothing to to your extent, but I know that um, I've often sort of lived life by a shoestring, especially when I travel. So it's always on a budget and. You know, those long bus rides through Southeast Asia um, get fairly uncomfortable and um, your body's beaten up, uh, you know, uh, after, you know, a two or three week um, uh, trek. Uh, and I can't imagine doing that my whole life. I mean, I... I, I yeah. So, so, I mean, it's, it, I suppose you, you kind of, um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and And um, for, for you, Russ, I mean, doing you're obviously very passionate about wildlife. I mean, that, that's uh, evident when, when we were growing up together. I mean, I don't know how we, I mean, I know why we were friends, 
but I don't know why you stuck up with me for that long because I was always terrified of snakes. <laughs> always, I, did, I never liked touching frogs or scorpions or anything like that. And you were always putting scorpions down my back and like um, sticking your finger down a, a frog's mouth and then putting it in your brown house snake's cage. And then the brown house snake would like lob onto the, the frog while your finger was in it. I mean, I, I can't, uh, yeah. So, so you've always been sort of, um, very, very interested in wildlife and, and, and sort of made that your, your passion. Um, what kind of advice would you give people just starting off in the film um, career now, uh, or in, and, and trying to get into wildlife photography? I think, I think first of all, you've got to be really passionate about, uh, you know, working with wildlife and being, being around wildlife. I wouldn't, um, I, I think that, that, that is probably the most important thing you could ever want to, um, you know, do or be. Uh, because if you're not, you realize you're out in the field for many hours, long days, months on end. And uh, if you can't handle it, then that's not the right place for you. Sure. And then second is, is um, filmmaking can be uh, pretty intense uh you know you, you can't just go into the field with a camera i mean you go into the field you gotta know how you're gonna execute your shots when they're happening um and animal behavior would be probably the most second important thing to, to understand and mm -hmm. anticipate what you're going to be capturing next mm -hmm. um from there i would say animal behavior and then uh, then definitely um you know being able to handle various forms of conditions like i've been you know when i'm here i'm staying in the beautiful forest lodge here at pinda uh, but I, i've been in places where you know, especially like five-star accommodation where you look up at night and there's like you see the five five stars through the roof the hole in the roof of your house nice. um tin shacks to tents to uh, all, all all kinds of stuff so um yeah it's it's not for the faint-hearted um yeah this is this is really nice but it's not always like this um sure. it's uh it's definitely it's definitely one of those things you you know you get you know traveling is oh, it just it can drive you mad when you you're going from uh one place to the next um last year i was up in up in the uh, high arctic doing a, 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 a series and we probably had, we were going from one location to the next. Um, it was just, it was so intense. Um, so we mapped all our way through like Scandinavia and then up into the Arctic and then back down. And it was literally like one night per location and you're constantly on the road. It catches up on you. Like it really, it like it, it takes, it, it puts a beating on you. And like I said, after that, I, I'm not gonna do any more of this stuff. Yeah. I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> you can see the you can see the gray hairs in my beard already. It's uh it's it's definitely one of those things now. I, um I still so, don't get it. Yeah. I, I I mean I'm we're the, we're the same age. I still can't grow a bloody beard and I it's it's one of my biggest desires. But um having grown up in Limpopo, I, I see all my mates on, on online and on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot with, with like these full on beards. And I, I mean this is about four months growth. Um, and you can hardly see it. I don't, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I definitely get, didn't get um, sort of <laughs> those genes. But um, yeah, and, and how do you balance your kind of work um, and, and personal life? I mean, you don't obviously have to share too much about your personal life, but 
Um, uh, you spoke about traveling and, and being close to home now. That's, that's obviously going to make things a lot easier. But, you know, starting up in your career, did, was that a worry for you? Or were you more focused on, you know, I've got a goal. Um, I've got to do my, you know, I've got to really grind um, for the next 10, 15 years and, and then start focusing on, on, on personal life? Or, or was it a sort of a combination think, of the two? I think my, my problem is, is I love being out in the field too much. So, um, you know, I've, it's, 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 it's just my sheer love for, for this, um, you know, every day for me is like a holiday, but you know, I can happily not go to work another day for the rest of the year and, and, and still be working. Hmm. Um, you know, just because of, I've got a bunch of freelancers that work, work for me out in the field and, uh, guys that, uh, um, cause it's all production based, um, you know, you know, with 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 what we do, um, so I can I can happily stay at home and and you know, sort out all the projects just from my computer and my phone. Sure. But my problem is is I have to be out in the field and I need to be out in the field. Um, I love it way too much. Mm. Um, so yeah, so the missus is back home. Uh, she's with her cat. Uh, I'm 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 out in the field, but. Um, yeah, we, we, we do work together. Um, okay. It happens. Um, uh, but uh, this this year, she's been taking taking a bit of a break. Uh, she's uh, she's actually been focusing a lot uh, with stuff that she's been doing with, with National Geographic. And as a female in the industry, uh, as a woman in the industry, she's uh, been going around the U.S. doing uh, big speaking tours on uh, for, for National Geographic and the film we made in India. Um, and also as a, as a, you know, as a, as, as a woman, um, out in the field, you know, doing, doing this crazy, um, crazy living, this crazy lifestyle. Like I said, like, it's not luxury. It's not, uh, you know, if you can handle that kind of stuff, it's, uh, um, it's definitely something one should look at, but like sure. I said, there's a whole lot of factors that you got to have to, uh, apply just, just, just for that. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean, it does balance itself out. Um, I think I, I hope so. Um, I, I need to I need to ask her that question at some point and see if it really does balance itself out. Right. Well, be sure to let me know the answer. Or she just she just <laughs> yeah, or she just likes me out the house all the time. So Brilliant. yeah, but I would say like the I I here in South Africa the 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 level five lockdown was the longest I've been at home in five years. Mm. put it that way yeah i mean so, I, I spoke to a, a, a guide um in the, the western cape and he does um during his summer breaks uh, he'll work in the western cape and he'll guide and do climbing on table mountain then he'll spend uh winter in bulgaria and he'll do um climbing and, and alpine adventures in, in 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 the winter months there and he says it's the first time in five years that he's actually had a holiday so i think a lot of people we'll be saying that for the next couple of months. So it's, it's maybe not a bad thing. Um, you know, I know there's, there's a lot of uh, sort of devastation and, and the economy's taken a massive hit and especially in the tourism industry, I think a lot of companies have, have felt the pinch. Um, but I mean, it, it's the one thing that's come out of this is, is, uh, you know, I've, I, I can sit every morning and uh, spend time on a, a safari, a wilderness safari. Um, and with the equipment that you guys have and the, the, the sort of tech that you guys have, 
um, you know, get very up close and personal with, with animals that, you know, you take for granted when you, when you, when you can't actually do that. So, so the one positive coming out of all of this, I think, is the, the, the wildlife um, sort of uh, filmmakers will uh, release a lot more content, I think. Um, and, and the game rangers are releasing a lot more content that, that the average person can just sit and enjoy uh, in the comfort of their home. So, so that's, that's been special to see. Yeah. Yeah, it has been, it has been uh, quite something. I mean, we have, we've been out in the field for quite a while now. Um, and uh, yeah, this, uh, I won't lie. It, it's when we, when we're looking at, um, um, some of the, some of the uh, stuff that we're doing. We actually just got a new BBC series uh, that we're going to be starting pretty soon, but it's also uh, very interesting. It's about how animals have adapted under this, uh, you know, lockdown and oh, really? um, how they're behaving. Yeah, so it's going to be quite an interesting uh, series to watch. Um, hopefully, they, uh, they they behave themselves, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let us get, capture what we want to capture. Um, but but it's uh it yeah it's it's it is it is uh i do feel like there is a lot more content that's been coming out at the moment uh we've got to be very careful like i mean with with uh with with the networks that we work with we can't Mm. really say or 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 or, you know show anything that we've been up to until the film actually comes out and some of these films takes like three to five years before they even come out so crazy uh, it's one of those, one of these crazy things that uh, that we just gotta sit back and um you know wait it out um i think the last film that i did you know when when i when when i started on it until when it when it got released came out this year uh i think it was like seven years from you know wow. when we started to when it came out yeah so it's a it's a long time and being behind the camera, um, are there often shots of you as well, so you can sort of see what you looked like seven years ago and how the beards progressed uh, in that time? So I don't, I don't know if you, if you, if any of you guys have Disney, uh, you know the new Disney Plus uh, online um, platform. There's mm-hmm. a film called Elephant on it. Uh, Meghan Markle, uh, Prince Harry's wife, narrates mm-hmm. the film. Oh, lovely! And it's it's just a film that we did in Zimbabwe and, and Botswana. Uh, beautiful, beautiful story on elephants. Uh, real Disney story, but it's it's really stunning. Mm. But uh, if you watch that, there's another film that follows on that called uh, "In the Footsteps of Elephants," and it's about us who made the film. Oh, so nice. you can watch us making the film um, over that duration, uh, and so you'll see uh, you'll see what it looks like uh, out in the field um, whilst we're working on it. Pretty crazy, but. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, so yeah. <laughs> is it being released on Disney's platform as well, or um, somewhere else? Yeah, it's on. It's on. It's it's on the it's on the platform now. Oh, fantastic! All right, I, I don't have yeah. kids yet, so I haven't felt the need to get a Disney platform. Uh, just sort of subscribe to the platform, but I definitely will now. I mean, I can uh, engage yeah. with some content there. But um, yeah, that's amazing, dude. And I, I think. You know, there, there's always a, a plus to, to being in, in, in such a sort of um, popular and, uh, and, and entertaining industry, but it, it comes with its, its drawbacks, I think, as one. And one that, that, I mean, it really struck a chord with me and, and seeing the devastation that, 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 you know, I mean, we are, I think it's, it's, it's not um, 
a secret that the, hum the human race is, I mean, one of the most devastating um, creatures that's ever been on this planet. And, and um, I, I saw a, a, a short little clip of you. Um, I, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not sure where it was, maybe Kenya um, with, with all those elephant tusks that were burning. And, mm. um, you know, that image is, I don't know when that was, maybe three years, four years ago, but that image is always sort of stuck in my head and, 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 you know, I, I, I mean, I'm not very active in, in, in your industry, but it, it, it um, you know, a, a, as someone that, that's very passionate about animals and, and cares deeply for, for, for animals, I, it's not the same, but I have two poodles that I travel everywhere with and when we always go to the game farms together, we take them on game drives and if anyone will allow us. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, you, 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 you really, I mean, that, that, that didn't sit well with me. I mean, can you speak a little bit about um, that and just put context behind that um, and, and do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Uh, so that was, I'm just trying to think, it was about four, four years ago. So Kenya did, they um, decided to burn all their stockpiles of ivory. And obviously, you know, with, with, with ivory on the market, it fuels the trade and, and so on and so on. So they thought it would be a good idea that they have, you know, one of the biggest stockpiles in the world of ivory that they're just going to burn it all and say no to any form of trade. Um, so it was kind of their, you know, I'd say about 80% of those were all elephants that died of natural death and the rest okay. were poached, um, uh, confiscated. Um, so in that case, you know, it, it's what they pick up and, and what they've gathered and what they've stockpiled over the years. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, like I said, like I'd, I'd say 80, if not more, uh, natural deaths opposed to poaching incidents. Okay. But the sad reality is, you know, poached elephants are ivory still getting out and into into the markets, and um, that was just a huge statement that the Kenyan government made to the world that they want nothing to do with it and mm. they uh, don't want to fuel anything by eradicating everything they had, yeah, um, and and showcasing it on that level. But it was quite a it was quite a thing. Um, uh, it, it was was very strange uh, being out there and, and documenting that whole thing because at the time I was making a film in, in Kenya um, all based on conservation work and I think pretty much since then that's the last one that I've done that's been based on sheer conservation because it's okay. just such a sad industry to follow because you realize how you know terrible people are out there in the world and how greed just overcomes everything yeah so it's not ideal it's it's it's, it's a sad reality of 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 the game and the animals always end up losing out on it um mm. uh, you know you see what's happening with the rhinos i i must say I, I i personally would say now during the lockdown and with the roads and the ports all being monitored and because of the pandemic I think rhinos are getting a bit of a fighting chance now. I think oh, uh, really? the poaching, rhino poaching stats have dropped a bit. Um, not saying that it, it won't spike again, but mm. it, it definitely has subsided quite a bit just because of, of, of uh, you know, every port's being monitored now. You know, everything is getting screened. Everything is, you know, there's, it's even just driving in between the provinces. You'll pick it up. You, 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 you get, you, you have to stop at the road checks and uh, roadblocks and, and all of that and, and get out and they check the vehicle. So it's definitely 
it's it's good for them. Um, but uh, but then what's also happening, you know, in this situation is the bushmeat poaching is 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 definitely on the rise, uh, just because lack of work and all of that. So it's just this knock-on effect. But hopefully the rhinos do make a, a you know breed a little bit more, have a few more babies in this in this in this time. Um, but um, yeah, I kind of after that, I I I just decided I'm I'm gonna just solely focus all my work on um, on natural history and, and wildlife itself and the beauty of wildlife instead of showcasing you know how terrible this world is and how sure. brutal it is and and how how you know the, the animal species are just suffering left right and center from it. But uh, yeah, like I said, um, I'd rather showcase the beauty than than that. And that's out of but it's one of the things yeah, it's one of those things that you it always it always happen in front of you. I mean, I can't even tell you how many poach rhinos I've come across in the oh, field really? over the years or something. Yeah, it's 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 just one of those things you you're not gonna avoid it. Mm. Um you're not you're never gonna avoid it. And it's a sad reality of, of being in this industry. Yeah. I mean I was actually gonna ask you, you know, on, on some of your shoots, uh, have you ever come across or had any close calls with poachers? Um uh, you know, we we stay, uh, well, my folks stay close to, you're, you're in Zululand now, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so they have a small um, uh, holding in the Shishliom, uh, in, uh, what is that area called in Manyoni, close to, um, it's, it's right as you I'm go. Next, I'm next door. Yeah, I'm next door to Manyoni. Oh, okay. So, so, so that's it's in Kuzi, in Kuzi, Shishlui, and then Manyoni's in between there. Okay. So, um, yeah. in that rhino reserve, I just know where the pub is. <laughs> I just know where the pub is. Yeah, I think Bay whenever, Bay pub. Yes, yeah. It, <laughs> you know they do sushi. I <laughs> know that's crazy. That's bizarre, but um, yeah, I, I mean, we we'd uh, I think we had a python in in one of our ponds, and um, uh, it was uh, attacking. Uh, I don't know if that's the correct term, python attacking, but it was attacking our geese. Uh, and we only shame. I mean, that area is 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 renowned for 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 its snakes. I mean, I think they they have some of the most deadly snakes in Africa are found in concentration in that area. I could be wrong. I'm, this is what my grandfather told me growing up. But um, we've had uh, plenty of uh, geese and chickens and and over the years. But they don't last long in that place. So we we had two <laughs> geese left, and 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 they'd made it. I mean, they they they'd been on the farm for ages. We call them bucket and spade. And Bucket was taken by a, a wild dog and Spade was on his, you know, he was in his pond quite happily and he, he a python got him and uh, my, my old man shot, um, unfortunately shot the python uh, and um, or, or shot at the, I don't know, a warning shot or something along those lines. And um, within about half an hour, there were helicopters flying around on the farm. And um, so, so I know they, they, they actively um, monitor um, uh, poaching in the areas and, yeah. and you know if you are going to be yeah. doing any shooting on your farm you know you phone out ahead and, and let them know but um yeah have you have you been through kind of any close calls with poachers or, or had anything um uh, kind of yeah we've had an incident where we've been, where we've been shot at out in the field um really? a, f a few holes in the car door uh, like not not pleasant no um but other than that uh they're definitely um, it was just one of those, those situations. Um, but other than that, uh, you, 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 
you don't really i mean you you avoid you avoid it. it's like uh you know if you hear gunshots you don't go investigate yourself you could rather just call it in mm. um years and years ago i did a lot of investigative documentary filmmaking and um where we got into the rhino poaching syndicates in, in mozambique and i can tell you that wasn't uh, fun work to to be a part of and and to uh, to do because it was the first time it was done and and it also i um I, I decided after that I, I'm not going to pursue this kind of career because uh, it uh, will probably lead to a shallow grave somewhere, somewhere out there. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah, it's it's not fun. I mean, uh, f- first first few days of being on that project, I was held at gunpoint uh, really? by one of the syndicate uh, guys. Uh, um, but they end up getting my story um, uh, after that, and uh, it it's. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy, but it's also something that you just you just don't. You know. Some people get a kick out of it. Mm. I I thought it was you know crazy and cool at the time, but then you know reality kicked in, and it's not. Uh, you know, it's, this world this world can be an evil place if if you want it to be uh, if you go looking yeah. for it as well. So yeah, it's uh, one of those things. Sure. Don't recommend it. No, uh, I mean, rather, uh, rather enjoy the pretty animals and stuff. That's it. Jeez. And, um, you know, speaking about the pretty animals and the projects that you enjoy, um, you know, I, I don't know if you can, I, I mean, you've had a, a long career in, the, in this industry, but is there any one uh, kind of experience uh, that, that really sticks out um, as, as the memorable experience for you? Um, I'd say the entire project I did in India with the black leopard. I mean, that forest that I was based in is one of the most surreal places I've ever been to on earth. It was, uh, it was just absolutely magical. Um, uh, being up in the North pole, I, I love it up there. I've, I've been up there several times and it's just something about being, out in the most remote part of the world where there's just, you know, there's not another human being in any, you know, vicinity of you uh, mm. for miles and miles. It, there's just something, there's something about that. Um, yeah, it, for me, it's a toss up between the two. You know, Africa will always be home and, and I'll always come back to it. And I, you know, when I'm not sure, I miss it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, I, there's something about, you know, being up there um up in the high arctic uh i just love it um but then also where where i was living in india in the forest i was based out of there was there was just something about that forest that just has got me like i i i I, I could spend years and years and years yeah it's the sound it's the smell it's everything it's the forest if if i could spend years and years in a forest I'd, i'd i'd happily do it in that forest Right. And I mean, what is it like? Because I've, I've listened to a lot of uh, wildlife um, uh, podcasts and, and, and I really enjoy Meat Eater, Stephen Ranella. I don't know if you've um, listened to that before, but it, um, they, they, they speak a lot about their, I mean, it's, it's a different part of the industry. They, they speak a lot about hunting and, and wildlife conservation. And, um, and it's obviously in the States, um, so which is very different. From, I mean, you, you need to start something where um, you, you, you speak about your experiences in the bush because I think it's missing. I, 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 it's, it's such important content that, that, that um, you know, you look for, but uh, you can't really find. I mean, and, and I'm hoping during this, this, this lockdown that that becomes more prevalent, that people actually start experiencing 
the I know the animals are great and I mean beautiful and you know it really resonates with you but um, the, the the stories behind the people and the projects um, are, are, are uh, somewhat what I, what I relate to uh, is why yeah. you know, why you're in that area what the, the projects um, for uh, the, the passion and the understanding behind the projects and and uh, kind of the behind the scenes um, look and feel of it all but um yeah i mean every 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 project we do is it's got a whole different narrative so mm, it all depends mm. on, on on the narrative of the storytelling that we're doing um, sure so you know whether we you know doing a story on elephants or we're doing a story on on elephants that are surviving off a certain tree or something like that it's it's all it all varies mm. um uh, so yeah um Late, lately, like a lot of the, the stories that I've been doing are pretty similar, but just with a slightly different narrative to each one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if that's, if there is a day with, with something like that happens, I'll probably need like, uh, like to, to, to spend a week <laughs> just speaking about it. Because right. uh, I, I, could, I could go on for days about stuff like that, uh, sure. especially, you know, with subjects that I've been working with. Absolutely. And, and um, what's it like working with family? I mean, uh, I know your brother's also in the industry. Kevin, um, is Murray in the industry or um, does he work? No, with no, well? no. Murray's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murray's not. Kev, Kev is. Um, I actually don't see him. I just let him do his own thing. He, right. He's, uh, yeah, I just, I, I get updates from him every now and then. Uh, I, I know that uh, he can handle what I'm, what I'm after and he knows what I'm after. So, uh, very capable to put it that way sure. um i know if i send him somewhere i know i'm going to get some magic <laughs> fantastic and um I, I don't know if you've been asked this before and and um you know it's it's uh, have you watched the secret life of walter mitty yeah so when um when ben stiller's character is hiking up into the mountains to look for the wildlife photographer and i think he's filming the slow snow leopard and um he gets it in frame yeah. And, um, and he doesn't hit the, hit the record and says just, you know, some things are better left and, and, and filmed or uncaptured. Um, does that resonate at all with you? I mean, having spent so much time behind the camera and, and actually filming so much documentary, are there any specific moments like that that stick it out happens, for you? Uh, uh, oh, not specific. It happens all the time. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so, sometimes something's just unfolding in front of you. Um, and you 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 just you just sit there and just take it all in. Mm. Um, you know, for example, yesterday I had a, a lovely moment where um, some lions and rhinos were having a bit of a go at each other, and uh, we just sat there and just took it all in. Uh, it, it's it's uh, part of it's part of it. Uh, some people will try and capture all of it. Some people just enjoy the moments, and and I think. Uh, I think in my younger days, I definitely would be trying to capture it all. Uh, mm. But I, I, I do find I, I do find I spend a lot more time just enjoying it now and, yeah. and sitting back and and just observing the whole thing. Mm. Um, yeah. So. And you know, uh, the, it's definitely it's it's definitely changed. Sure. And and there's a lot of um, I remember my sister was in the Kruger and um, she was uh, she was with a whole bunch of friends in in uh, this tiny little uh, car. And uh, there was some impala running over the road, and, and it was evident that there was a, a, a cheetah chase. And um, so they pulled out their phone, and you can hear the girls screaming in the background. They were still students in Pretoria, and uh, 
one of the the impala uh something happened um the the the, the cheetah sort of chased it across the road and then it turned around and it it ran back at one of the vehicles in front and somehow ended up in the car i don't know if it was um uh, through the sunroof or through the door and the people had their door open and whatever but um, Sam got it all on film and, and put it on YouTube. And I mean, millions of people viewed it. And it was quite like a, mm. a, a surreal experience captured from a non-filmmaker. Um, do those kinds of things happen yeah. to you? Um, no, I think, I, I think um, I mean, things always surprise us out there. But I think a lot of the stuff is, is you know, you, you're following an animal for so long um, and, and you, you start to anticipate what's going to happen next. Mm. Uh, you also learn this, you know, you learn the animals that you're with. Like this morning, we, we were following the lions uh, and um, they, there was a herd of buffalo ahead of them, but I, we knew that they were not going to attempt to hunt the buffalo because this particular pride of lions, does n they never hunt buffalo. So, uh. um, yeah, it's, if, you know, if it was a different pride of lions, um, we would have gone and set up just for that uh, that moment for the lions to hunt the, hunt the buffalo. But with this particular pride of lions, it wasn't worth you know rushing all the way there to get to get them to come in and, and potentially hunt the buffalo because we knew it wasn't going to happen. Sure. So these things these things do happen. Mm -hmm. uh, they uh, you know, but you you do you do uh, especially when you start to know your subject, uh, you do know know what to expect and when to follow and and I mean there's, there's been some crazy times where you've been out there and, and something happens that you just like oh well I didn't I didn't expect that yeah. um and yeah like 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 what your sister probably witnessed in the Kruger it definitely would have been uh you know a moment where um that uh <laughs> Uh, you know, a bunch of tourists all out there, and then something crazy happens like that. I think it could, uh, it, I think it could uh, blow your mind a little bit, um, especially you know that the the fact that the Impala jumped into the car. I'm sure it was by accident, um, but uh, just to get away from some cheetah. Mm. Yeah, the, there was a. I think a, um, a film company picked it up, and and oh, it was terrible. It was a UK lady like narrating the whole thing, and she's like, and a the Impala fled for its life knowing there was an open vehicle close by and jumped straight through. <laughs> you're just sitting there, you're like, oh, woman. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. No, no, I can tell you, I can tell you. But I've, I've heard of stories where, like, animals have jumped into uh, guides' vehicles on safari just to get away from the wild dogs and things like that. Oh, really? So, yeah, it, it, yeah, it does happen. But I think that was an accidental... Uh, didn't plan that one, I think. No. Uh, <laughs> I definitely, definitely didn't plan that one. Um, yeah. And, yeah, um, but, uh, it's, yeah, carry on. No, sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, I just, um, I, I sometimes like to, to, to break the segments up with, um, uh, with this ridiculous, um, giraffe, uh, his name's Ozzy. Um, I, I learned very yeah. early on. I, I don't know anything about giraffes apart from their horns are called ossicones. So, is that right? I, I could be wrong. I just um, yeah. And and is that a male or female? I have no idea, Russ. You tell me. <laughs> I, I mean, apart from no, I'm not. <laughs> let's let's call him a male. There's nothing there, but um, <laughs> he fishes. So, 
but um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a, a segment, I hate mosquitoes, um, and, and I've had some horrific experiences fishing on middle Otago or fishing on, on Kariba, and, and the mozzies get into you and you just can't do anything and it drives me absolutely crazy. Um, so, so I've got a segment called Aussies Mozzies, and um, uh, you know, you've obviously been in the field and had your fair share of, of, of encounters with mosquitoes, but um, anything that sticks out that's really kind of irritated you or is it just a general irritation? Oh, my, my, my absolute hate is, um, is shucks, I would say, centipedes. Centipedes, that's, that's my phobia. Like, I can't handle them. Oh, just because they get in that's everywhere it. and you... I know, I just don't, I don't like them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, so, I, what's um, kind of on the, on the cards for the next couple of weeks? I know you said that you're, you're heading back home. Um, you're kind of resetting. You've got a project um, in the Kruger. Yeah, I'll be, home for, I'll be home for two days and then I'll be back out on uh, a Netflix uh, uh, story. I've, that, that's the guys I've got a, a, a call with in a couple minutes. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I've just, I've just, because we're busy developing some more stories with Netflix. Um, and, uh, uh, but yeah, currently we're busy uh, out in the Sabi Sands, the, the beautiful part of the world. Um, uh, leopards everywhere. I always say uh, when you're out there, you kick a tree and a leopard falls out of it. Um, just because there's so many. But um, yeah, it's uh, it definitely is um, a place that uh, uh, I thoroughly enjoy filming in, mm. and it's a place close to home. So mm. yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to be back out there. Yeah, shame. I absolutely love seeing uh, leopards in the wild, but um, uh, my favorite little Jack Russell got clapped by a leopard in um, uh, in uh, close to Mignoni on our farm. We were out for the day and. And um, they, he, he jumped up onto the couch and we normally lock them inside um, so they can't get out. But he jumped up onto the couch and then legged it out the window and he was out running around in front of the house. And we have a trail cam and we saw an old leopard come in in front of the and it's enclosed, but they obviously come over the fence. And um, I'll send you yeah. some photos. You could see the, the, the leopard was she was on her last legs um, and obviously went for, for a dog yeah. for some reason. But um, also I have a, a love hate relationship. He was my favorite little Jack <laughs> Russell um, and he got clapped by a leopard, but um, you don't actually, uh, you know, you see a dog and then you, you kind of run along, uh, you know, we go running in the, in the mountains yeah, in, in Cape Town with our dogs quite a bit and they outrun us yeah. like, like nothing. And then you see a leopard actually attack a dog uh, and, and you realize that they're, they're apex predators and they, um, you know, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh so, yeah. It's um yeah, but I, I really appreciate you doing this, man. It's it's so surreal catching up with you Anytime. again. And, um, I, yeah, we we can definitely do it again sometime. Um, I'd love that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, whenever you got some time, you just just ping me, and I'll let you know uh, what what what. Uh, especially if I got good signal, that's that's when it counts the most. Sure, sure. So yeah, I mean, we can we can do as many as you want. Uh, I can do uh, more of a breakdown on some of the. Uh, you know some of the films that I've done and some of the excitement that I've had on them, uh, yes. which 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 is always interesting. I think it's it's quite difficult to kind of mm. put it all into one thing. If I tackle one at a time, it's a lot sure. easier. Sure. 
Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Um, a lot of our guests um, often have like questions about um, wildlife photography. If I'm coming to Africa, what cameras do I take? Um, you know, what's the easiest for just a sort of a click and shoot? Um, and and then traveling on like a 21 day um, uh, uh, experience. And you know, often uh, have questions about the best park. If I've got to um, choose between three parks, um, you know, what's the best choice to make and those kinds of things. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear it from from the. Yeah, if you if you get a bunch of questions like that, we can definitely we can definitely fly them through um, and, awesome. and and get all of that uh, answered and and uh, yeah, do do more of these. We can definitely schedule more. Fantastic! I really appreciate that. Thanks, Russ. Yeah, it, it's a it's a massive help during these these times, and um, I'm sure that, that um, yeah. people would love to hear more about um, about you and your your experiences. Um, if people want to follow you on Instagram, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure you have 20 odd thousand more followers than I do, but, um, you know, it's just Russ underscore wildlife. Are you okay with them kind of just following you along and, and following your? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's it. Cool. Yeah, no, that's it. No, it's, it's very simple. And uh, yeah, just uh, if there's any questions, people can just message me and, and, and I'm trying to get, uh, get onto them. But yeah, we can definitely, if you get um, questions and answers, we can definitely do another one of these and uh, we can go through all of that. Awesome. If, if that works. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to put this content out and hopefully um, those of you listening, um, I obviously don't know half or a quarter or even a tenth of what Russell knows. So shoot me the questions and um, yeah, we'll set this up again and we can have him answer uh, some of your questions on wildlife in Africa and, and other parts of the world. Russ, thanks so much, man. Yeah. I really, really Sounds appreciate good. that. And uh, yeah, all the best. Um, yeah. Enjoy the two good days back up, home. Yes, yeah. Let's not wait 15 years before we, <laughs> we chat again. Yeah, I know. I know. No, it'll, it'll be soon. We'll, awesome. we'll plan it maybe when I'm at Mala Mala at the next reserve. Oh, that'll be lovely. Yeah. And if you're in Cape Town, please um, let me know. Yeah. Uh, I'll take you up the mountain. Um, maybe we go and do some scary climbing on the mountain or something like that. It'll be cool to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Russ. All the best. All right, bye. Then. We'll stay in touch. Cheers now. Ciao, ciao. Bye bye. Ciao.